Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dr. Vega has done it again. Dr. Vega's liquid light molecule will transfer your home office into a palace of brilliance. Light your home with liquid light. Once you've experienced convenience and comfort of a Vega liquid light at home, you will never go back to any other form of lighting. Liquid light transforms the most ordinary house into an exceedingly comfortable and convenient home in which the servant problem is in a great measure solved by a great reduction of housework and complete elimination of drudgery. Liquid light, only from Dr. Vega. In a strange city lying alone, up shadowy long-forgotten bowers, of sculptured ivy and stone flowers, whose wreath freezes intertwine, the viol, the violet, and the vine, resignedly beneath the sky. Four old buzzards in capes and top hats sat hunched in an undecorated coach as it pulled up past the houses of Lavendula, Mulberry, Halite, and beyond a thick overgrown hedge filled with dark thorns, bramble, and tiny poisonous berries. The coach pulled just out of view to the end of the lane, in front of a tall, dark mansion whose walls had faded to a black pitch, almost as if it were painted so. A forgotten house whose windows are papered over with yellowed sheets of vellum. A house where nothing stirred and any life that wandered in never scurried. The house was originally built as the residence of the Baron of Music, the Maestro. It was the first house to be built along the edge of Lunula Park, but silence had descended on the house, and it gave nary a shudder. Mute from the wonderful music that once played within its walls, 
and flowed out into the park. But now its roof collapsing, its shutters hanging jagged, dark vines crawling up from the hedge that had grown up between the other houses and the mansion fell silent. Four cantankerous old gentlemen creaked out of the carriage, adjusted their capes and their top hats, and with fine silver-tipped walking canes, made their way up the front walkway like four tired vultures on their way to a final meal. The gentlemen huddled around the landing of the empty mansion. The house had never sold, even after being empty for longer than anyone could remember. The maestro and his family first shut themselves away, growing ever more quiet. Diminuendo. Until the house became nothing but faint phantom whispers within. Without any buyers, the silent dark house sat on land that over the years had become the most valuable piece of property in the city. A brilliant view of the park, a mansion in need of slight repair. It should have been easy to release the listing, but due to the grim legend of the events that took place inside those walls, the fate of the maestro and his family, it had made it impossible. So the four old gentlemen had had enough too many attempts to sell or transfer the house to someone else's ink sheet ledger had failed, and this old dark house stood between them and a pile of money. This was the final agreed meeting between the four leading partners of the Overland Dust Company on the final fate of the dark house the maestro had himself monikered, the Sato Voce. So on that morning, Mr. Sconce, Mr. Fend, Mr. Tinnis, and Mr. Thegan all waited in the cold mist staring up at that old dark house. Property lawyers, gentlemen currently known as the landlords. Mr. Sconce tried one last vain effort to wrap his cane against the front door, to which there was no response, and a skittering of a mouse or something nearby. He turned and cleared his throat. <clears> throat> Mr. Thegan and Mr. Sconce cleared their throats, and Mr. Tinnis put a small horn to his ear to try to hear clearly. Tonight, then, Mr. Sconce said, nodding as he looked out to the park. The other landlords nodded in agreement. And with that, the four old vultures walked down the walkway back to their coach, the mist thickening around them as they headed back to their office, dreaming of the carrion the bones of the old house would afford them. The order would be given for men with hammers and chisels and shovels to return under the cover of darkness to demolish the old house of music turn the dark house of whispers into a pile of rubble to be dragged away, and the land sold anew and any lingering dirges of suffering left to history. A cacophonous finale to what had been an elegant symphony of architecture, whose story began long ago. As their coach pulled away, the mist engulfed the house, and the sky opened to hard rain. The grams of the DOC detected strange vibrations all over the city. They were seemingly random, but emanating from a forgotten house at the end of the wealthy neighborhood of Park Row, overlooking Lanula Park and Parvin Pond, known as Black Pond of the local. Maisie the Curio was called to look into it, but was sidetracked discovering a newly released terror from the bowels of the theater district. Back on her original assignment, Maisie Myers had called on her friend Temperance Fulcrum of Hollett House, and daughter to the Salt Baron Cesarin, and his wife, art collector and revelry aficionado, Agatha Fulcrum. Temperance met Maisie in the foyer next to the giant hunk of crystal pink salt 
radiant from underlighting. Maisie was drenched from the rain, dripping into the rug, her hat in her hand, temperance in pink pajamas. Good to see you, Rennie. Is there some place we can talk privately? Maisie asked. Of course, Maisie. It's a little late for a social call. You're dripping wet. Uh, right this way. As they passed the salt block, Maisie remembered something. I meant to ask, what's a salt cricket? Oh, that's just something the older salt miners made up to scare the new guys. They tell them to look out for the dangerous burrowing salt crickets, then shut off all the lights in the mine when the new guys least expect it. They start making chirping sounds in the dark. It's like an initiation. It scares the life out of them. Very creative, Maisie said. Temperance led her into the solarium, filled with her mother Agatha's vast collection of exotic plants, tended and maintained by Lillian Singh of the Botanical Society, although Agatha claimed she did it all herself. The fat drops of rain splattered on the large tinted glass panes of the solarium roof and walls. For a moment, Maisie and Temperance seemed to be in a vast jungle surrounded with a monsoon rainstorm. In the heart of it, the air thick with humidity. There was a sound of static and crackling from the other room. Maisie turned her head, curious. What is that sound? That's my father's new baby, his wireless set. He's obsessed. Mother thinks it's garish, Everett said. They could hear Cesarin struggle to tune in a program. Wireless sets were rare, but starting to appear all over the city. New programs were springing up every day with news and entertainment. Interesting. I thought maybe a passing fad, but perhaps not, Maisie said. I was just reading for bedtime. How can I help you, Maisie? Temperance seemed impatient. I've been meaning to catch up with you, Benny. I spent some time with Inspector Bennett from Needle Street recently. He doesn't have any more info on the wooden cask with the lock you gave him. No leads on who left it at your party. He's found dozens of them all over the city, all with bizarre instructions and scraps of poems or passages from books. It's a much bigger puzzle than just the cask for Fanny. Oh, right. I hadn't thought of that in some time. I figured it was some disturbed former lover of Fanny's. She tends to attract some eccentrics that can't take no for an answer. I don't think she's in any danger from that. But you do have to admit, it is odd that a note asking for an emerald necklace shows up. And then not long after, Edmund Green gives her an emerald necklace after only a few weeks of courting. What can I say? My sister has the snatch voodoo. The what? It's what my mother says. I'm not sure what it means. But I think it just means she knows her way into a man's heart. She just wraps men around her little finger and snatches them up. Anyway, Rennie, beyond all of that, I think there might be a bigger issue with Fanny. I think she might have come in contact with something bad at the theater when she was there with Edmund. How do you mean? Like the wrong crowd? I know the malcontents in the theater row can be unsavory. No, Rennie, your sister may not be herself right now. She has never been more herself. She's seducing a rich, somewhat awkward older man and is currently excelling at it, as far as I can tell. You don't understand. She might be... She might be sick. There's a new sickness going around, and I fear Fanny has it and doesn't know it. How do you know this? And what... 
Does she need a doctor or something? Is this a social disease like Mother warns about? I think she had that cure. This is hard to explain. Before Maisie could explain further, both Maisie and Temperance spotted something moving out in the rain. Something in the dark. They approached the window and wiped away condensation. In the heavy thick drops in wind, a small boy held his cap on his head and braced himself as he pushed through the sheets of rain. Is that? I think that's the boy from next door. What's he doing out in the rain? Enoch? Maisie pulled Mr. Fitz, a small egg-shaped doll out of her coat, and pressed him against the glass so he could get a look at the tiny figure moving through the Fulcrum's back garden. Through a swelling puddle to the stone wall, he tossed a small bundle over and then climbed over himself. Is Enoch running away from Mulberry? We have to go after him. All I know is that he's fond of candy and egg and cress sandwiches. Well, Temperance checked her pockets and smiled. All I have is this tangerine. You know, I left this in here for Iviana. She had bad blood, so we used to have to keep fruit around. Sometimes she would just drop all of a sudden like a sack if she forgot to eat. I started stashing these in my clothes so I wouldn't forget. Temperance looked sad for a moment. Maisie touched her hand and took the tangerine. Rennie, we have to tell people what happened. Oh, right, Maisie. My deepest apologies, Mr. and Mrs. Bursley. I know Iviana was my friend, but when we were kidnapped and forced to work in a laundry by an elderly mental patient, we escaped, but I accidentally left your daughter in a vat of lye. Please forgive me, Rennie. Oh, and that's where we picked up this little charge of ours. There was no accident. We found the tortured thing toothless and on the verge. But after some sweets and a new dress, everything is just hollyhock. We'll talk about this later. First, let's get Enoch. We need to get him out of the cold. Why not? I suppose we're collecting. The Hollite home for wayward children. Temperance grabbed her coat and an umbrella and the two rushed out the front door into the puddles and soaked grass around the house to the wall. The grass was trimmed and soggy. There were clearly a set of tiny footprints leading from the wall right to the hedge, and then nothing, lost in the bramble. What do we do now? Temperance asked. Yes, I know he's in the hedge. Thank you, Mr. Fitz, Maisie said into her coat. We can't just leave him out in the rain and the cold. Splashing through the lawn were two cornflower blue rain boots, a little too big as they flopped and flailed. Antigone Fulcrum. The house's newest member and mysterious young thing came chasing after Temperance and Maisie, pausing only to stomp both feet into the deepest rain puddle she could, finding the momentary joy in soaking herself through with a giggle. Antigone, go back inside, Temperance said, taking on the tone of her mother. Did you see Enoch? I saw him from the window, she pointed at the hedge. He went in there, she said. I know, thank you. Go back inside. He's my friend too, Antigone said. Enoch Green was an orphan, staying as a ward of Edmund Green after a terrible accident in his textile factory. His parents dead, and Enoch a quiet boy who had difficulty connecting with anyone but his former governess charity suitor. Edmund's new affection, Fanny Fulcrum, had very quickly seeded the idea that the strange boy needed to be hastily away to boarding school. With Charity gone from Mulberry after some awkward relations with Edmund's brother, and Fanny and Edmund set to send him away, Enoch packed a tied handkerchief, 
his knife, an egg and cress sandwich, and a scrapbook with pressed flowers. And he ran out the servant's entrance into the night and the rain. Look here, Antigone said after a bit of searching. He went in there. She motioned at a small space in the hedge, a hole just big enough for a small boy to squeeze through that opened up on the other side near the dark mansion. Temperance looked at Maisie, and Maisie shrugged, headed for the hole, trying not to get soaked. But it was futile. The three exited on the other side near an old decaying gazebo and stone bench. There was no sign of Enoch. They rounded the house to the front. It was getting incredibly dark and loud enough that they couldn't hear each other without shouting. They took shelter under the dripping roof of the front landing and huddled next to the transom door for warmth. Runny, Maisie said as she shivered. She pointed and they both noticed that slightly off to the side, the small ice delivery door was open and it appeared the secondary door behind it was ajar. It was too dark to see inside, but clearly that's where Enoch had gone. It was getting late, the rain wasn't stopping, and they couldn't see the lights of Halite through the hedge for a quick way home. Temperance held Antigone's hand as she gave Maisie a serious look. Temperance had always avoided this house as a little girl, and had more than once been threatened by her older sister to be abandoned here if she didn't stop snooping into her private things. It was dark and dirty and gross, and the stories of the family that had vanished before she was born were bone-chilling enough to make her never think of it. But as she looked at the open ice door and thought of the terrified little boy huddled in some dusty, dark corner inside, she squeezed Antigone's hand and asked Maisie, Well, are we going in? The three stared into the darkness, the patter of rain on the jagged shutters and creaking old dark mansion that weeds like a wounded cello, Antigone climbed into the ice door without hesitation, pulling Temperance along. At the far end of the lane, passing the dimming lights of the Nightshade Cafe, three large trucks full of strong-jawed and rough men with chisels and axes and shovels from the Overland Dust Company arrived to demolish the decaying House of Whispers into wet oblivion. What horrors lie in wait in the House of Whispers? Will Enoch escape his boarding school fate and survive the night? And to go where? Where is home for this lost, strange boy? Will Temperance and Maisie enter the Sato Voce to find Enoch? And will they ever tell anyone what really happened at the Ludlow Doll Hospital? Will the other residents of Park Row extinguish their lights and close their curtains? Or will the wild moans of the haunted house of thunderous music ring out in the pitch midnight to wake the spirits of Park Row? Sometimes shelter is more dangerous than the storm, and sometimes whispers are far more deafening than the thunder. In the sotto voce. Come hide in the safe pocket of silence. Hush now. Be as quiet as you can. Or else. On this season of Celine.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.